Hello, everyone. Hello. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are today. My name is Emily. I'm one of the tutors and streamers here at Chatterbug. Um, I'm originally from Canada, over Vancouver on the West Coast. Um, also lived in London for a bit, and currently I am traveling and am streaming to you from Colombia. So nice to see you here today. Come say hi. Let me know where you're from. <clears throat> All right. Perfect. All right. Well, let's get going then. So as you may know, if you've seen some of my other streams, sometimes I like to just choose a topic to go research um, and then I'll share with you what I've found. So I'm not saying that I'm an expert on <laughs> this topic at all, but I thought it would be interesting to go look up a bit of information about that. Okay, perfect. So we have Andre, May, Mina, Mickey from Colombia. Hi, Mickey. I'm currently in Colombia as well in Barranquilla. Um, Mina is from Iran. Nice. Good to have you here. Okay, so this topic, inequality. Um, so at its most basic um, definition, this is the state of not being equal, especially when you're talking about status, rights, or opportunities. And so when talking about social justice, um, this is kind of at the heart of the theories. Um, so it's a very big topic. We're not um, just talking about one type of inequality here, but I'm curious to hear from you. We have people from many different countries. What are some examples you see of inequality in your society or in your country? Um, so it could be something to do with incomes, it could be something to do about urban versus rural, um, maybe about access to healthcare or access to education. So what kind of things do you see in your country that you think are problems with inequality? <clears throat> Let's see who else we have. Antonelli from north of Italy, Trini from Mexico, Nurg from Palestine, Julie from Albania and Tugu, hello. Okay. So, in, let's see what people are suggesting here. So, yes, poverty um, is an example of what's happening with inequality. Job opportunities, certainly. Yeah, so even if someone is very, very smart um, and driven, they might not have the same opportunity even to get the same job. Um, someone here said NHS, so in the UK that means National Health Service. So are you talking about that you think the health surface is unequal, or what are you talking about there exactly, Anna Plu? Um, discrimination against women, yeah, absolutely. So gender inequality is definitely a part of this topic. Um, rich people making money while poor people are suffering. Um, where Antonelli lives in the north of Italy, uh, it's bilingual, but sometimes people are not treated the same way. So there's discrimination based on, um, yeah, based on language. Absolutely, I'm sure that that exists in other countries too. And someone else mentioning gender equality when talking about income. Let's see in the chat also. So Mickey said in Colombia inequality in terms of health and education, 
is very apparent. So maybe, you know, if you live in one of the wealthier cities um, or if you have money, you're able to pay, but maybe the public system isn't as good. So in lots of different countries, sometimes they'll have a strong public system where everything is covered. In some countries, they might have a public system, but it's not great. So you kind of do need to have um, some private coverage, things like that. So every country is different. Um, all right. Yeah, access to jobs um, and what a woman wants to wear. Yeah, absolutely. So gender equality as far as incomes, but also um, lifestyle and clothing. Absolutely. And education. Okay, so lots of good examples. So definitely this is a topic which is relevant, I think, to every country around the world. Nowhere is perfect. Um, we'll learn about a couple today. Oops. My headphones cannot. Hopefully, that's a bit clearer now. Um, we'll learn some examples today where countries are maybe more equal um, and kind of what are the causes. So, if at any point you have a question about vocabulary or what we're talking about, please feel free to add it into the chat. But of course, as I said, I am by no, no means an expert on this. It was just something that um, interested me to look it up. Okay. So economic inequality is one of the big ones we think about um, when talking about this topic. And so this is how the different economic variables are distributed um, among individuals in a group or among groups in a population or among countries. Um, and so when talking about this, there's kind of two perspectives, which I'll go into in a bit more detail. Inequality of outcomes or inequality of opportunity. So it's kind of talking about what happens in the end and how can you change things from the beginning. All right, let's see. And welcome to Hakim. Nice to see you again too. And Martin from Buenos Aires as well. All right, so yeah, as I said, any examples you have um, from traveling or from your own country would be interesting to share with everyone today. So another way to talk about this economic inequality is focusing on income specifically. And just a couple of statistics here from the OECD, which is the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, which has 38 member countries in the world. It said that it's right now, um, income inequality is the highest level it has been for the past half century. So for the past 50 years, it is now the worst. Um, the average income of the 10% of richest people in the OECD countries, so in these 38 countries, um, is nine times more than the poorest. And this trend is, has been exacerbated or uh, increased by COVID and is also on trend to continue. So definitely something relevant. Mm -hmm. And Trini has an example that... Um, she says at 52, it can be difficult to get a good job. Absolutely. So you might have people with some age discrimination. Um, they're not wanting to have people, even though you have more experience, maybe in other areas, uh, can give lower opportunities. Okay. And so let's go into more detail now of those two types of inequalities um, when talking about um, economic 
opportunities. So there's inequality of opportunity. This is the one, like I was saying, when it's more about how can you change things at the beginning? So um, this means when there's unequal access to employment or education. Um, and if you had equality of opportunity, it would mean that you have the freedom to choose the type of life you want. Because um, I guess the thing is, you know, not everyone is necessarily uh, chasing income or money. They might be ch chasing a certain lifestyle. And so this, this kind of idea of focusing on opportunity rather than um, dollar amounts or whatever currency is that it's all about the freedom to choose what kind of life you want. Um, another point on this kind of theory is that equality of opportunity uh, means that your gender, your ethnicity, and your family background should not determine outcomes. So someone had the example of saying, you know, if people speak different languages somewhere, they might be treated differently. That should not um, be relevant. There should be equal opportunity for people, regardless of background. Okay, so that's the first one, focusing on choice. And then there's some social scientists who might decide to focus on outcomes. It's probably a lot easier to kind of look at these numbers, these statistics, focusing on income, education and health outcomes. So that means what happens at the end. Um, and this is focused on the kind of unequal levels of material wealth that we have in our societies or living conditions for people. Um, yeah, so focused on the finish line. Um, what, what are people working towards? Are they able to get there? Uh, of course, trying to have the same finish line for everyone, rather than focusing on creating equal opportunities or at the beginning, the start, start line, I guess, is that a lot can be outside of the control of the individual. Um, you not only have things like the economy and the country they're in, but there's also the talent and effort from the individual. So it can be quite difficult to focus on this kind of finish line that we're trying to get everyone to, as opposed to focusing on creating more opportunities at the front. Um, or, you know, focusing on children or teens or education, for instance, at the front end of their life to create opportunities for the future. All right, so it's very, this is kind of a bit like a, <laughs> more of a, almost like a university topic, I guess it feels like a bit, but um, hopefully it's interesting for you too. I was interested to look up some more information about it. So let's keep going. We'll look at some more stats and then, um, as always, any thoughts you have, please share. Okay, so the pandemic was pretty unprecedented. Um, well, it absolutely was unprecedented in our lifetimes. Um, and it really exacerbated, as I said, or increased inequality. Um, yeah, exactly. So Mickey's saying, yeah, how the COVID pandemic made it worse. So um, I was... When I was looking up information, it was mostly from like the UN or the OECD or a couple of charities. So hopefully they're good sources of information. Um, but they said that inequality during the pandemic contributed to an additional 21,000 deaths per day. So if you think of it, um, you know, people weren't able to access PPE, uh, which is personal protective equipment. 
they weren't able to access vaccines in poorer countries. Um, they didn't have enough ventilators for breathing when people were having um, lung failure and things like that from the COVID. So this was all contributing to a lot of deaths with, from inequality. During the same time, the world's 10 richest people were making $1.3 billion per day. Um, 160 million more people fell into poverty since the pandemic. And these 10 billionaires doubled their wealth. So one stat I found said that the fortunes um, of these billionaires increased the same amount in 24 months or two years as they did in the previous 23 years. So during this time when the world was really suffering a lot, inequality was increasing, the richest people became doubly richer, <laughs> um, which is pretty crazy. So I don't know, is that the society we wanna, <laughs> we wanna live in? Um, you know, some, some of the articles I read were saying things like, oh, you know, these people made their money, it's fair. Um, you know, they can make their money, but is it excessive? And I don't know, it's something that I've been researching. And so Hakeem said recently read an article about wealth in the world and said that 50% of the world's wealth is owned by only 60 people. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, and so, I mean, even if some of these people are donating, you know, a couple million dollars here and there to hospitals or to universities, wherever, it's, it's really nothing when um, they might be making a billion a day. <laughs> so interesting, just something to think about with our world becoming more unequal and the fact that it is at its highest level of inequality. Okay, so I found this uh, study, this database from the Inequality Lab, which is a social science kind of think tank out of Paris in France. Um, so which country of the ones listed here do you think was the most unequal by share of national income? So for example, um, the bottom half of the population receives the least amount of money. Which one do you think the bottom half of the population of that country receives the least amount? Is it Iswatini, which used to be called Swaziland as well, back in, the, back in history, um, Namibia, Zambia, Central African Republic, or South Africa? Which of these five do you think? And there's lots of different measures of inequality, right? So here we're looking at national income. Um, there's also wealth, like Hakeem was talking about, which is a different measure. Um, this is focused on income. So the amount of money you're getting per, per year, as opposed to wealth being all the different assets you own. Okay. So it's a bit of a split. Central African Republic or South Africa? And so the answer here is South Africa. All right, so let's look on the next slide. I've added in the data. Hopefully it's possible to read. Maybe you can put your phone sideways. Um, but you'll see here that the bottom 50% of the population in South Africa um, is only getting about 5.5% of the national income, which is pretty crazy. If you look at the, just the top 10%, they have over 66% of the income by country, um, which makes it 
at least in this database, they had about 170 countries in this database. So maybe not all of them are covered. Um, but in this database, South Africa was the worst for share of income. Let me know if you're surprised by that. It seems like most people guessed South Africa anyways. So maybe that is not surprising, but definitely sad. And it's got to be a challenge um, for those people living there. Okay. And on the flip side, which country do you think is the most equal by income? So remember, we're not necessarily looking for the wealthiest country here. So sometimes we look at wealth by GDP per capita, gross domestic product per capita. Um, here we're looking at most equal by income. So the same sort of uh, statistics we saw on the previous slide where we would say that the 50% who are the lowest are still earning a decent overall proportion. What do you think? I was surprised about this one because I thought it was... I thought it was the one that most people are guessing so far because I've heard that in a few different articles and things. Um, I think they're, they're definitely, I've, I've heard that Iceland is the best in the world for gender equality is one of the, the things I've heard. Um, let's see here, another question in the chat. So the question from Mickey is, it's a tricky one. As I said, remember, I'm not, I'm no expert on this. I was just kind of interested, so did some Googling. <laughs> um, but the question is, do you think countries and their governments should create conditions and politics to ameliorate or alleviate, you could say, to inequality? Or should we let economics regulate itself? Yeah, so it's the question of, like, how much control does the government have? Um I don't know, my personal opinion is that I think governments should try to create the conditions for people to have dignity. Um, so whether that means having access to health and education, um, they don't necessarily need to live you know, glamorously and have the government do everything, but I think people should have the right to dignity is what I would say. So that means if you're working, you're able to care for yourself, feed yourself. Um, I think, especially in countries where the, it is so wealthy and you see um, people living in extreme poverty, it's kind of, I think, embarrassing for those countries. I don't know, that's my personal opinion. <laughs> Let me know what you think. Um, yeah, it's a tricky one, but I, I, I do think, yeah. What do you guys think? What should, what should governments do about this issue? And Janet, I'm currently in Barranquilla, <laughs> out in Colombia, still waiting for my camper van. All right. And so nobody guessed the right one for this, which is surprising, but also I didn't guess it either. So apparently the Czech Republic is the most equal when you're looking at income distribution across the country. So let's go to the next. All of these countries do well, by the way. So these were the top five. Um, but number one is, um, number one was Czech Republic. So you can see here on this table that the Czech Republic, more than, more than a quarter of the income 
is shared amongst the bottom 50% of society. Um, so interesting. I think that was something we all definitely learned today. Um, but as I said, I think Iceland was number one for gender equality, if I remember correctly. Um, what else here? And so Hakim notes, healthcare and education must be free and accessible to everyone, in my opinion. I agree with you, Hakim. I think uh, that, that goes back to when we were talking about like focusing on opportunities or incomes. I think creating opportunities for people, um, no one gets to choose where they're born, you know, so giving people the chance to have an education and have access to healthcare is important. I agree with that too. Um, and once you have kind of some of those basic needs taken care of, that goes a long way towards addressing inequality, I think. Not being an expert, as I say. <laughs> um, okay. So there's some word usage here you might have noticed. I kind of noticed it as I was going through, um, looking things up here. And so I thought I would share. Um, so we say unequal but inequality, right? So you, you might sometimes be tempted to say something is unequal, but no, that's incorrect. So we separate the usage here. Unequal comes from Old English. Um, so you can talk about an unequal society. So it's an adjective there, um, whereas inequality is the noun. So um, there is inequality in our society or it is an unequal society would be the examples of where English has just <laughs> decided to keep going with both the old English and the more Latin-based word usage. Um, some other examples where you might have heard this and not been sure which prefix to use, so which words at the beginning, is unable and inability. And another one uh, which could be linked to this topic too, uh, would be unjust and injustice, right? So we have unequal, inequality, unable, inability, unjust, injustice. So definitely can be confusing, as Hakeem said, even for a native speaker, just as I was researching, I was like, hey, why, why is that? Like, that seems kind of weird. So I thought I would look it up and see why is it that we say unequal but inequality so just one of those strange things in english <laughs> all right and so yeah mickey said i had the idea that the scandinavian countries would be the most equal rather than czech republic so remember this is most equal in terms of income so we're not necessarily looking at wealth um, which means overall assets um, so there might be some wealthy old families in Scandinavian countries. So they might hold a lot of the wealth, but when we're talking about income, um, they were the most equal, which is definitely interesting. I was surprised by that as well. Um, cool. All right, let's keep going. So what are some of the causes of inequality? This is probably not an exhaustive list, but I was trying to look up um, some ideas. If you have some ideas too, please share in the chat, um, maybe particular to your country, or if you've emigrated to another country um, and things that you've noticed, whatever 
whatever it could be. So let's run through these. So maybe different tax policies and fiscal evasion. So that means um, maybe tax policies that benefit the rich or it's easier for the wealthy or corporates to avoid taxation, maybe by putting their, co their companies in different countries, like tax havens. So this is all what may be done that normal, um, normal people who are maybe below the 50% line would not have access to. Racial and gender discrimination um, can lead to poor outcomes, technology gaps and changes. So maybe certain people don't have the chance to have education about this technology or they can't afford it. Um, climate change. So some places are more susceptible to extreme weather events, whether that's, I mean, flooding or forest fires. And depending on the government, maybe there's not enough support to come back from those, um, those extreme weather events. War and conflict is a is topical issue right now. And of course, is creating inequality, creating a lot of uh, refugees. Um, legacies of colonialism. So a lot of countries which had a lot of their wealth literally taken away from them. Um, so places like, I think I read in Bolivia, they used, to, there was a town called Potosi which is where most of the silver mining happened in all of the Americas. And at one point it was the largest city in the world. So, so many people came to get all the silver from Potosi. And now it's one of the poorest places in the world. There still are some mines that are working, but really many countries um, during colonialism had their resources taken away. Um, and globalization which has benefits too, but um, yeah, pros and cons like many things. And so Hakeem notes in the chat that corruption is one of the most profound reasons behind inequality in most places around the world. Yes, totally. So, I mean, maybe that links to the first point here about tax policies, which are beneficial for the rich who could be friends of the politicians or policies that are beneficial to corporates, uh, who again, maybe are linked to politics. So certainly, I think across, across this topic, corruption, absolutely, Hakeem, would um, be a relevant cause. Let me see if I had some other notes here. Mm -hmm. So I talked about technology gaps. Of course, this also affects um, not just people who are working, but also students. During the pandemic, many schools shut, so people who could afford to have a laptop continue to study at home. And maybe, you know, they're young today, but having those lost years of education could imp impact their future earning potential. Um, so just because it's something that happened today when they were young, it's going to have an impact still in the future. And let's see. And so fun fact from Hakeem, yeah, talking so talking about colonialism, France is one of the richest countries in the world with gold, even though they don't have any gold in France. It was all from stolen from Africa. Yes. So I mean, still goes on today, right? Um, kind of neo-colonialism and taking resources from these countries, but 
with corruption, maybe those officials are getting money from the countries and companies who want to come and take their resources. So it continues. Absolutely. It's, yeah, colonialism is still, I think, yeah, the impacts or the legacy is the word I use there. Um, means that just because it happened maybe a long time in the past, there's still impacts today. Um, I think one point, um, right now we're all experiencing kind of inflation around the world. Many countries are used to inflation happening all the time, so it's not so new for them. But as inflation happens across a wider range of countries, lower income families are spending more of their money on the basic goods. And usually with inflation, these basic goods like uh, food and gas for transport um, are the ones that are increasing higher. So it's gonna impact these poorer people more and more of their daily monthly budget is a part of these basic necessities. Okay, let's keep going then. And if you continue to have, yeah, if you have any more fun facts, maybe not so fun, but um, interesting facts to share with the group, um, it'd be interesting to hear. So in the 70s, I think this was, there was this idea of trickle-down economics. Let me know if you've heard about this in the chat. Um, so this was really pushed by the US president, Ronald Reagan, who said that the rising abundance, abundance means like a lot, a lot of, so rising abundance or wealth will lift all boats. So the idea that just by creating a bigger pie is another way to say it, maybe the pieces will get larger. Um, so this is the idea that all you need to do is to grow the economy and then everyone will be better off. But actually, in a 30-year period from 79 to 2019, the wages for the 1% went up 160%, whereas for the bottom 90%, um, they shrunk by 9%. So in the same 30-year period. So while the economy has grown a lot, um, it is extremely unequal. Um, let's see what else I can say here. Um, so one of our previous points was on kind of tax benefits and things like that. So, you know, the, the more wealthy people are making the majority of their money through investments and different business ventures. And so the taxes on this are much lower than taxes on salaries and wages, which of course the bottom probably 90% are more just making their money on salary and wages. Uh, so interesting point. Um, let me know if you had a sort of similar political uh, movement or idea in your country where they said, you know, we just need to grow it and then it will be better for everyone. Um, so Mickey says inflation here is up to 10%. The problem is salary increases. Yeah, absolutely. So I think in a lot of countries right now, they're not keeping up with the inflation rate. Absolutely. Okay. So in the world, um, it's not North America. Um, it's not Asia, it's Europe, which is the most equal region. And so this is the region where the top 10% receive 36%. 
Um, but it's not by accident. So this wasn't just about saying, let's grow the pie, like that trickle-down economics. Uh, in Europe, there's been a really high public investment in job creation, education, and health. Um, so like Hakeem was saying, you know, it's really important to have um, free education and healthcare for people. In Europe, this is one of the regions where that is the most common kind of good provided by the government, I guess. And this is financed through a redistribution in the tax system. So they are having fairly high taxes, especially in the Scandinavian countries. But I think people are kind of okay with it because they tend to trust their government, maybe. So um, I talked to some people who live in those countries and they say, yeah, these, I mean, our taxes are really high, but this is all the things that they do. So if there's lower corruption, more transparency, um, then maybe this sort of redistribution in the tax system can work. But if there's a real public distrust, then maybe it's more difficult um, to have this redistribution happen. Okay, another point from Mickey here in the chat. I'll read as you guys answer this question. Yeah, so the bigger, I think definitely the bigger pie does not necessarily mean that there's going to be, um, it's going to keep working. And plus, we do have the risk of ecological collapse, absolutely, as you say, Mickey. So I think probably the sort of mentality that we've had for the last 50 to 100 years of like growth, growth, growth at any cost is probably going to start changing. Um, I guess it kind of needs to as we focus away, focus on um, the environment um, and then trying to ensure, you know, survival and health. <laughs> so what do you think is, is the most important to kind of focus on? We have these five options, income, gender, racial, health, or wealth. If you were a government, where would be your focus if you were in charge of the government? most people focusing on wealth right so that means for instance um like people who might inherit a lot of money um what sort of taxes or rules are there around that money yeah i think there's been lots of changes i was living in the uk before um they gave people kind of options either you could do a percentage of your wealth as a as a tax payment rather than waiting for um, someone to die. And then you had to do a lump sum payment. So now there's sort of this like tax planning they can do, but um, yeah, I'm curious, how does it work in your countries with kind of wealth distribution and health is coming up very strong here. Yeah, I think they're all, they're all important, definitely. Um, gives us some some things to think about. So just to end off on, I wanted to talk about one of the UN Sustainable Development Goals. So the United Nations has 17 goals that they have listed that will help transform our world to help us improve, um, improve society, basically. And so the number 10 goal 
you can see in this picture here, is to reduce inequality within and among countries. And a couple of stats about why this is important. Uh, they said that the children in the poorest 20% are three times more likely to die before the age of five. Um, up to 30% of income inequality is due to inequality in households. So that could be a lot to do with gender inequality. And global refugees are at a record high um, with the war in Ukraine pushing this even higher. So um, inequality for vulnerable populations um, who are kind of experiencing different crises. So yeah, if you're interested in learning more about these sustainable development goals, you can go to the UN website and read and see what kind of, what they suggest governments do. They even put ideas for individuals or if you're part of some um, some charity group or some community group, you can go and have a look and get some ideas for things to um, yeah work on towards a more sustainable future. Uh, let's see if you have any other thoughts on this topic. Let me know in the chat. I'll have a quick look here. Mm -mm. So Hakeem said, yeah, there's some countries where the GDP is hundreds of billions every year with a low population, yet many people in those countries live on less than $10 a day. Total, that's a total injustice, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. So it's kind of like thinking how, you know, how can, how can things like that go on? And then those people are less than $10 a day and they probably don't even have access to healthcare or education. So it makes it difficult for them to make any choices like that. All right, perfect. Well, thanks for joining me. It's a bit of a random topic, a deep topic maybe, um, but hopefully you learned a little bit. I know I did as I was looking up information for the stream and I will see you all again soon. So enjoy the rest of your day or evening. All right, bye.